Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. So good to be face to face. Do you know what? It seems like six months since I've seen you. It really does. Seems like a heck of a long time. But uh, here we are. And, uh, well, are you ready? Ready to fire? Ready to... To, you know, to build and to restore and that's what it's about. You've had your break. You've had your break. You're sick of that? Okay, let's do something. Let's build it. And, uh, you know, if you've watched online last week, um, um, you know, I spoke out of Nehemiah and you've got to preach on Nehemiah in, in this season. I mean, it's a time to rebuild. It's a time to join together as the people of God and, and um, you know, make a difference. And this pandemic, uh, as we know, has shaken the church to its foundations. Who would have thought in history that the church doors would be closed? It's a good thing because, you know, God has a progression that is seen right through Scripture, right through Scripture. And God always is moving forward. He's never static, is he? Never static. That's why it's called the Christian walk and not the Christian sit. It's called the Christian walk because forward. And uh, isn't it good that the church has progressed over the centuries? I mean, think about it. Um, if we hadn't changed over the centuries, we'd be in a monastery today. I'd be in a little brown ensemble, a nice skirt with a matching rope belt and ball patch, which, well, I've already got the ball patch. But it's changed. It's progressed. It's gone forward. It's not the same. And, um, you know, we're, we have changed and grown to reach the generation that we have to reach. We can't judge any other generation because they were reaching their generation. We have to reach our generation. And so we all progress forward for that. um, Matthew chapters 26 to 28, we see a God progression. And Jesus is in the upper room with the disciples, you know, the Last Supper. Um, He's there, breaks the bread, goes through all that. He leaves the upper room. And sacrifices his life, goes to the cross. Then he rises again for the salvation of the whole world. I mean, that's the progression. That was the progression over those chapters that Jesus was on. (coughs) Jesus didn't stay in the upper room. He didn't stay there, you know. He progressed on from the upper room. And uh, there was a God progression that had to be fulfilled, and it's the same for every believer today. There's a God progression for your life that you have to fulfill. You have to fulfill. And God has mapped that progression out for every one of us. And one of those examples is found in in Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to read from verse 21 to 24. It says here that from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples 
that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, said, Never, Lord, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. We're going to look at three, three um, things that we know about this progression that we all must be on today, every one of us. The first one is that it's not optional. The progression from believer to disciple in Jesus Christ is not optional. It's not optional. Verse 21 there, Jesus said, you know, he said that, you know, that he must go to Jerusalem. Had no choice. For Christ to fulfill that progression of God for his life, he must do, he must go. He must go on that journey. He had no option. And we have to realise that when he's telling the disciples this, you know, none of what he spoke about started till chapter 26. This is chapter 21. This is way before, way before all this come to pass. Why? Because he had to get them ready. He had to start, you know, letting them know, come on, guys, there's a mission here. There's a progression I have to be on, and you can't stumble, you can't falter. When I get to that point, I'm going to need you. You need to have the heads up right now. The progression that the Father had given him was too important for any misunderstanding, for any distractions. Listen to me. For any diversions, distractions, away from the progression that God has for our lives. The progression that Jesus was about to undertake was to be the template for every believer, every disciple of Christ. To follow. See, if you look back in verse, you know, 16 to 18 in this same chapter, it says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my Father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. See, once the truth was out, that Jesus was the Messiah, it was not optional. The progression from that point was not optional. From now on, that, that progression was set in stone. And verse 18 tells us that, you know, it is on the revelation of who Jesus is, the Messiah, Messiah that the church was to be built, that the foundation was laid for the salvation of all mankind. It's pretty cool. Once this started, there was no stopping. Once the progression had started, it wasn't optional. 
And it's the same for every believer today. It's the same for every believer. Once we make that decision to follow Christ, once we make that decision to, to make Jesus our Saviour and Lord, then the progression for our life is not optional. It's not optional. I hope that's good news to you today. I hope that's not bad news. I hope that's good news. See, the very name Christian means Christ-like, means Christ follower, that his progression has now become my progression. I used to go my way. I used to do my thing. I used to see it the way I saw it, and I'll tell you something today, I was right. <laughs> now, Anne may differ with that, but she's wrong. And she's not here. <laughs> so my story's true. That's how it works. But, but as soon as I accepted Christ, it was no longer my progression. It was his progression. They have to follow And not only for myself, but for all those in my world. All those in my workplace, my school, my college, my family, extended family. My progression is for them. Every one of them, it must be, it must be. We commune with God, we pay the price, and then we share the gospel. That's the progression. From believer to disciple, that's, that's the progression. But, you know, to do that effectively, you need number two today, which is a God mindset. A God mindset. In verse 23, we see here, he says, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Wow, there's a whole series of messages right in that verse. This immediately hit a nerve with Jesus. Not reading through the lines, but it appears to me that he got a little ticked when Peter said that. And if you go back to Matthew chapter 4, verse 8, it was when Satan tempted Jesus when he came out of the desert and said, you can have all the kingdoms of the world and you don't have to go to the cross. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. All you have to do is bow down and worship me. See, man's way of thinking is a stumbling block to the God progression of every believer. It's a stumbling block. You see, that word stumbling block is translated scandalon. And it means the bait stick. It means that, you know, that in a mousetrap, they've got that little, little bit of metal that you put the cheese on. You know, that's, that's called, the, that's the stumbling block. That's the thing that you go, oh, that's nice cheese. <laughs> Last cheese you ever had. It's a trap. It's a trap. Man's way of thinking is a trap 
Listen to me. The, the human mindset is a trap to the God progression in your life. It is. See, Peter was unconsciously setting a trap for Jesus. It wasn't deliberate. He was doing it from a good heart, but he was doing it from a human way of thinking. You get it? And, and Jesus, I'm sure, wasn't ticked at Peter. He was ticked at what Peter was saying, of what that represented to the progression that the Father had given him. It's like, whoa, whoa. Don't, don't cause a stumbling block for me in my progression. Jesus said, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, which is the God mindset, the God mindset, but merely human concerns, which is the mindset of man, which is fleshly thinking. And you know what? I believe God is using this pandemic to break the human mindset and to renew the God mindset. For every believer to go on a progression from believer to disciple. It's where we're heading, folks. It's where we're heading. And I, look, I've known for months, for months now since this pandemic, um, you know, I've had a little time to think. And I just know, I feel in my spirit, I feel strongly that when we came through this, something was going to change. It's going to be different. I just knew it was going to be different. I didn't know how it was going to be different, but it was going to be different. I talked to all my pastor friends, all my leader friends. They're all saying the same thing. It's not going to be the same. It's going to be different. And I'm thinking, how? And, of course, they couldn't tell me either. Nobody knew, well, how is it going to be different? How are we going to do church different? How is the services going to be different? And I thought, no, wait a minute. It's not about the service that has to change, but the mindset of every believer. I thought maybe we put the stage in the middle, have chairs all the way around. Is that going to be different? <laughs> now let's mix it up a little bit. Have the preaching at the start, we'll have the songs at the end. I don't know. How is it going to be different? No, the service remains the same. Why? Because it, it, it's to reach this generation. But the mindset, the mindset of every believer has to change. Imagine Jesus is calling you on a journey. You know, he came to the disciples, he said, come, follow me. So he's walked up to you and he said, hey, hey, come, follow me. You're like, oh, okay, I'm in. Sunday morning, you turn up and Jesus is standing by the bus, standing at the door and everyone's like, oh, come on in, follow me. And, he's like, and we're getting on the bus. We're all sitting on the bus, we find our seat, carve our initials in the vinyl. <laughs> oh, you went to a different school, did you? All right. <laughs> And an hour later, hour 15 minutes later, we get off the bus. Thank you, Jesus. Shake hands at the door, fist pump. And go home and come back next Sunday. Come, follow me. Yeah, let's get on the bus. We'll get on the bus. We'll sit on the bus. We'll sit on the bus. 
An hour and a 15 goes past and then we'll get off the bus and go home. You hearing me? See, it's not about the bus. It's the journey. It's the journey with Jesus. How frustrating is it to sit on a bus for an hour and you're not going anywhere? See, that's when the music is too loud. That's when the music's too loud. I don't like that station. Change the station on the bus. Go to 4BC. Let's have some talk back. <laughs> All the FMers just fell over like that. That's just... Yes, we still have analog radio. We do. You with me? And you know the bus. You know it's like you know what the driver didn't talk to me this morning. I'm leaving. I'm going to another bus. Go to another bus. That's a better bus. It's a different colour inside. Stay my hour and a quarter. Meet some new people. Don't sit in their seat. That's their bus. And go home. Folks, it's not, it's not the service. It's the journey. It's the journey from believer to disciple. That's where we've missed it. We've done, we've done church great. We've done church great. But you know what? It's more than that. That's just a start. So you repeat that long enough and you get frustrated. You get frustrated. You don't know what it is? You don't have a, you know, sort of a scripture for it or you don't, but something you run, you, you know, you're frustrated inside. Why? Because you know there's a progression and you're not moving forward. Nothing worse than being trapped in that place. The progression is from believer to number three today, my disciple. Have a look at verse 24. Verse 24, it says this. Then Jesus said to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. That's the progression. That's the progression. That's, see, that's why Jesus was so angry with, with Peter's thinking. Because what Peter was saying was, yes, Lord, be the Messiah. Be the Messiah. But look, you don't have to go to the cross. Just be the Messiah for us. You don't have to save the whole world. Just, just hang with us. Stay with us. And it's that same human mindset with believers today. Yes, be a Christian. Be a Christian. Come to church. But you don't have to sacrifice. 
It's not going to have to cost you anything for the salvation of the whole world. Just, just come to church. Just make it about you and Jesus, you and Jesus, you and Jesus. Someone will save them. Amen? See, that's not the progression. He left the upper room. He went to the cross. He saved the world. Powerful. See, just be a Christian. Don't you don't have to be a disciple. You know, you can be spiritual without being a disciple. Do you know that? You can go to Bible college for five years. And not be a disciple. You're going to attend church, serve at the house. Year in, year out, year out, year out. You know what? And not be a disciple. That's scary. So you ask me the question, well then, how can I tell the difference? How do I know? If I'm on... That journey, how do I know if I'm on the progression that God has got for me? And Jesus shows us the answer in Matthew chapter 7. Let me flick back to Matthew chapter 7 here. I'll just read it to you. Verse 16. says, by their fruit you will recognize them. These are the false prophets. These are the ones that come in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. It says, by their fruit you will recognise them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from the thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. You say, well, how do I know if I'm on this progression from believer to disciple as a follower of Christ, well, you've got to check the fruit. You've got to check the fruit. Now, not every piece of fruit's perfect, so we're not looking for perfection, but there must be fruit. There must be fruit. I sometimes think, you know, that God's a vegan or something because he's always talking about fruit. Then I think, well, they sacrifice the lambs. He likes that. So he likes a good lamb roast. <laughs> but John 15, 5, see, he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. This is a progression. See, if you remain in me, Jesus says, which I'm a believer, I've accepted Christ and as my saviour. And I in you. Well, if I let you in, now I become a disciple. I become a disciple. And he says, you will bear much fruit. I will save my world. I will save my world. See, this is where we're heading, folks, to save our world. Not to stay on the bus. Yeah. 
God is changing the mindset. See, for 25 years, I've said, come to church, come to church, come to church morning and night, and I believe it. Because I tell you, because it was, that's what it did for me and my family. When I got saved, I was in church every Sunday. 25 years later, nothing's changed, and gee, it's done me good. It's done me good. It's done my family good. No question about that. But we have to be the church everywhere, every day. Everywhere, every day. And then celebrate. Celebrate what God has done through the church on Sunday. What he did during the week through you, come here Sunday. Let's celebrate that. Let's rejoice about that. Let's praise him about that. Let's lift him high about that, about the miracles that are happening in your life every day in your world. That's the fruit. You don't get that sitting on the bus. If your church experience is just sitting on the bus, there's no journey. Honestly, I've I've pastored for a long time. I've seen good people frustrated to the hilt, climbing the walls of the bus, trying to get a seat down the front because maybe there's an anointing there. (laughs) You know, one day I'm going to drive this bus. And then nobody starts the engine. <laughs> Going nowhere. Why? Because it's not about the bus. It's about this. It's about this and him. And then them. That's the progression. See, before lockdown, you know, they told us that the church stats, this is just church at large, that most people come once every three weeks. So what that means is that today you're here, you, you connect. Get some worship, you get some connection, your heart's opened up, you're loving it, great words, something to, you know, feed your spirit. Good. But you're not coming the next two weeks. And then you come the, the, the third week. You with me? And then you get back into church. Oh, I needed this, man. I needed this. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, this is wonderful. You know, I should do this more often. Uh, this is wonderful. Another two weeks, no connection. That was kind of how, no wonder we weren't going anywhere. Amen? We're part-timers. Now we've got the online church. You can connect every week. You may not be in the building. But you know what? I never thought I'd say this. But that's okay. Amen? Because it's not about in here. It's about out there. This is a celebration of what we did out there. Amen? It's different. It's changed. It's not the same anymore. Now, we don't forsake the gathering. 
The Bible's very clear about that. It's great to come together, have a corporate anointing, you know, come as one people and praise our God. Awesome, wonderful. But if we can't make it, don't be disconnected. Don't be disconnected. Watch it online. And here's something that this is going to revolutionize the church as we know it. Invite someone to your house to watch it with you. Invite someone to your house to watch it with you. I don't know whether you noticed, but I did as a pastor for the last 25 years. They weren't lining up at the door. Amen? We never had to shut the door and say, sorry, we're full. Amen? But every home, every believer progressing to their place as a disciple of Christ opens the door and says, hey, why, why, don't, you, why don't you come watch, watch church with me Sunday or Thursday night or Friday afternoon? Hey, come for barbecue Saturday afternoon and I'll, I'll, I want you to just watch our church. And they say no to that, that's fine, that, that's cool. We'll say, listen, just get online and watch it. See, the biggest thing we fight as a church is the, is the perception of the world. They've got no idea how good this is. They've got no idea how good a relationship with Jesus Christ is. Is that, is that true? Have you got one? Are you excited about that? You don't sound it. I've got one. I've got one. Who said that? Thank you. You with me? Once we, I've had so many people who don't go to church have said to me, you know, when your church opens, I'm coming. I never thought it was like that. Amen? Everywhere, every day, on the progression from believer to disciple, that I'm prepared to sacrifice whatever that costs to win the world, to win my world. Incredibly powerful. Let's change our mindset. Let's change our mindset. Let's start the bus and go on the journey. Go on the journey with Christ. Let me pray for you this morning because I want you to really get this. I want you to make that decision today. Now, everyone's at a different stage of their progression, and that's cool, that's fine, that's great. But I want you to be deliberate today. And say, Lord, I'm going to be your disciple. I'm not going to fall into the trap, the trap of the human way of thinking. I'm not going to be put off by, you know, I might have to suffer a little bit. I might have to pay a price. I might have to sacrifice something. But if I can win my world, Lord, if I can make a difference in my world, if I can reach my world with the good news, then miracles will happen. And Father, I pray today for every believer here, every believer, I pray we are, we are frustrated. I pray we're dissatisfied with where we're at. I pray that we are just so over what we've done over and over and over and over again and to change our mindset 
to change our mindset or the God mindset and start that progression from believer to disciple as we were called, each and every one of us, to live that life, to bear fruit in abundance, to bear fruit, eternal fruit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning.